That's why I say the 401k, in my opinion, is the best account that exists. So the big question is, what are top agents doing to absolutely crush it in real estate? To get the answers, we interview the top real estate agents to learn their secrets to success. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. When we're talking about rinsing and repeating, I mean, some of us may even have IRAs, may have some investment accounts. Maybe somebody's actually listening to this and they do have payroll and they do have their business structured accordingly and properly. Some of you that are going to be listening are going to have none of that and have no idea what we're talking about. That's okay. No matter where you are in topic two, what we're going to talk about is how to invest in commercial property using an IRA. And we can talk about SEP IRAs. We can talk about an IRA. If, mm-hmm. if you have a W-2 and you're looking to invest in real estate passively, let's dive into the topic, Neil, because that's a lot of ground to cover. And there's some little differences, but it's yeah. not complex. It could be extremely simple. Yeah. Can you make it simple for us? Yeah, I will do my best to make it simple. I'll start out with a caveat. I'm not an accountant. I'm not an attorney. Don't play one on TV. So consult your own advisors here. Amazing. But, I love it. CYA, baby. <laughs> CYA, you, you, you got it. Um, the, you know, 401ks, it, realtors have are in a terrific position. Most have, most are single employed, just themselves, right? Some have a team. Okay. So, you know, the, the, there's plenty of IRAs in which you can set up a solo 401k, probably the greatest 401k that exists out there for a number of reasons, which I can touch on. Uh, but it, and I'm, when I'm referring to this, I'm talking about self-directed, a self-directed IRA mm-hmm. or 401k. You have the ability in a self-directed account to do a whole bunch of things. Your your advisor at, you know, a Wall Street firm, whatever, Schwab, Fidelity, Vanguard, doesn't matter who, you know, they're, you're not utilizing self-directed accounts in those firms to invest in real estate. You've got to get outside of that. So a self-directed account lets you do a whole bunch of things, which are all legally allowed, legally permitted by the IRS, which includes investing in real estate, lending for real estate, doing a a number of things. But investing in commercial property is one of those things that is allowed. Now, there are times that makes absolute and total great sense to utilize a 401k or an IRA to invest in commercial real estate, and there are times it doesn't make sense. It, it depends on, number one, back to the seven steps, what is your objective? What are you trying to accomplish? Yeah. And I say, you know, the benefit of it is, you you know, it's oftentimes an easy access to get money, to go place dollars and cents into it, to get passive income, to get cash flow. Uh, there are other times there's downsides to it. What well, One of the downsides is you're not getting depreciation. Depreciation, one of the big benefits of investing in real estate. So you can write off some of that income, right? But there are there are periods of time. Let me give you a perfect example. Perhaps there's an opportunity to invest in that's relatively short term. Maybe it's 12 months, maybe it's 18 months, you know, it's maybe it's inside of two years. Well, perhaps the depreciation doesn't matter that much. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's less than 12 months. If you're gonna flip a commercial property or meaning meaning as a passive investor. Well, depreciation it really doesn't matter at all then. In that scenario, you'd rather not have to take big, make a whole bunch of giant income and pay tax on it. Well, an IRA is a perfect avenue for that, that you're not paying those 
federal, state income taxes today, right? Those things getting delayed. If you have a Roth provision, perhaps you never pay them. You pay them now and you don't pay them in the future. So one thing, and I'll say this completely humbly, I know very little about IRAs, 401ks. I used to be a lot more in tune with it when I had a corporate job back a few years ago, because part of my paycheck used to go to a 401k, IRA, all of that stuff, right? Now with real estate, it's one of those things where you get to do whatever the hell you want to do. Correct. You you put your money wherever you put your money. So I've always funded my deals with my cash, with financing, OPM, or anything along those lines in order to actually buy the piece of property, do bonus depreciation, mm. and then have the regular depreciation kick in, you know, after year one. Yep. To get the max amount of write-offs. So why am I sharing that? Is because with the IRA, are you saying you are taking money out of the IRA, putting in a deal, but you can't take the depreciation? Or- you got it. What what ups happen? You don't take money out of an IRA. The IRA actually buys a piece of property. So, are, are in the scenario you just described for yourself, are you flipping them or are you keeping them as rentals? I'm keep I'm keeping them as le- rentals because if I flip them, then I would have to recapture it. Uh, true, unless it's inside of an IRA or a 401k. Oh, okay. that's right. Yeah, I see the wheels spinning, Peter. So your IRA or 401k can actually buy and flip real estate. Okay. It goes in there. It buys a piece of property. A 401, Either one of them can borrow money. There's tax. There's significant tax implications if your IRA borrows money. There's no tax implications if you're 401k. 401k. That's why I say the 401k, in my opinion, is the best account that exists. The solo 401k. Uh, because it can, you can go, the 401k can go borrow money. So buy a piece of property, borrow money, either OPM or literally from a bank, remodel mm-hmm. the property, resell the property, take the money back in, and there's no tax implications as a result of that. Really? Yes. So Amazing. From, but but I'm not able to take the bonus depreciation you, and the... You have, yeah, you have no depreciation in that scenario. So the, the you know, what's it, when's a good time to do it? If you're going to flip property, flipping inside of a 401k or an IRA is brilliant. All, all, all day long, because then you don't day, have to do all, 1031, all, right? All, all day long. You don't have to do a 1031. You don't even have to. Yes, correct. All day long. If you're going to keep from a, a long-term, you know, if your intent is I'm going to build a long-term portfolio, grow it over a period of many years, you want that depreciation. It should be It should be outside of your IRA. Okay, so the way I'm doing it right now, yeah, if you want to hold yeah, so it, like for example, if my goal is yeah. 50 doors, yeah. then I'm doing it in the personal, getting the bonus depreciation until the rules change, right? Because they always do. Correct. Um, and then I can use the 401k or the IRA route. Now we're talking about IRAs and there's different yeah. types of IRAs. And we said we're going to keep it simple. Yes. A SEP IRA is specifically meant for entrepreneurs or self-employed individuals, yeah. which yeah. is the same thing as an self-directed IRA if you are with a company, right? Yep. Hey, I just wanted to jump in here and let you know, if you would like access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to eliteagentsecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. Now back to the show. So if I'm putting money in a SEP IRA, can I use a SEP IRA to basically buy commercial deals as well? 
Oh, hundred percent. Yes. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, one of the things that can happen, it depends on the, on the, on the sponsors. You have to find the right sponsor is uh, sometimes they will create separate classes, class A, class B, class C, and different classes get different things as you, as you come in as an investor. An example of it can be, um, hey, one of our classes is specifically designed for those with IRAs because we know that you, depreciation is not important. In fact, you're not going to get it utilizing an IRA. So it, it, it is just non-used. So in that scenario, one can create a different class for IRA investors and pay them a higher rate of return. So for example, if, if somebody has a preferred return, if you're familiar with preferred returns on a commercial deal, it'll just say, yeah. you know, the first first 7%, 8%, 9%, uh, it has a preferred return. That means the first 7 or 8 or 9% is coming to you, the investor. Well, there may be a scenario where uh, a different class has a different preferred return. If you invest in this class, largely using an IRA, it doesn't get 7 it gets 8%. So there's mm -hmm. another scenario. In those scenarios, there's there's perfect scenarios in which the IRA is best utilized because it's a because the investment has been set up to benefit those using their IRAs. Okay, so I, so I have two questions. Mm. IRA that's money after tax that goes in there, or before tax. It it can be either one. So because of the Roth provision, so. Okay. Uh, a traditional IRA means uh, pre-tax. You, pre you have deducted. You're taking deduction. So if you go, if you using your yeah, it's pre-tax, meaning you are taxed whenever you withdraw the money at 62 and a half, Correct. 65 years old. Cool. A Roth IRA means you're paying the taxes, the income tax today. You're going to invest in a Roth IRA today, and it means when you withdraw that, 10, 20, 30, 50 years from now, at the appropriate age, it comes out income tax free. I did. I I was doing the math with my financial advisor. Like mm. I said, I am totally green to this other than real estate, right? Yeah. Um, and we looked at it. It's like, okay, you either are going to get taxed on let's say a hundred grand that you put in right now. Yeah. Let's say thirty five percent. There's just thirty five k. So you're actually yeah. putting in sixty five, right? Or or if you leave it in there for 20, 30 years, let's go 20 years. And I'm I'm, I'm not in front of a calculator, so don't yeah. call me on it because I know some of you will. <laughs> let's say it's 2 million 30 years down the road or 20 years down the road, you're actually getting taxed on the 2 million, not on what you put in. So it's beneficial to put in after tax money. So then you're actually pulling money out tax free and you right. never pay taxes. So one of the things that is absolutely amazing about this country is there's two things that we know are definitely going to happen. We're all going to die. This is the end, the end game, the end plan. Believe it or not, you're going to die. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. And mm -hmm. two, you're going to pay taxes either now or later. Doesn't doesn't matter when you do it, but you will do it, right? So that's why I'm, I'm asking these questions. Yeah. My, my, my second question was, if, if we're buying and we're using an IRA, is that IRA being only used towards a down payment or to buy into the deal? Or do I need to have the full amount in order to participate in the deal, right? Because All, if let's say it's yep. $500,000 deal, I'm, I'm just taking residential for, for, for a change because that's what I know. And then we can go commercial. Yep. Do I need 500 grand in order to buy it with my IRA? Or do I need 20% of the 500 in order to participate? Yep. You, good question. You can do it either way uh, in an IRA or 401k, either one. Uh, 
the loan, if you were to borrow money, has to be non-recourse. And most banks are going to be at 35 to 40% in a down payment form in order to provide you non-recourse financing. It's, now, yeah, it's very rare that I've seen non-recourse financing at this point in, in the last 12 to 18 months, really. Correct. Uh, yeah. On the on the commercial side, you it has become much more challenging. Now you end up with enough money down, it's it's out there. The whole bunch of banks will be happy to do it. You put you put enough money down, the non-recourse conversation is very active. So are you able, and then we, we will move on. Are you able to buy in your personal name and get the loan in personal name while using funds from the IRA or the 401k? No. It has to be one or the the other. You can uh, oftentimes not using a loan. That it gets really murky real quick. In, in, and that's why I'm saying consult your uh, accountant or an IRA professional for where that line gets crossed. I have seen people use um, co-invest. So they'll, you know, a portion of the 10% of the properties owned by their IRA, 10% owned by then, 10% owned by somebody else, a relative, whatever it may be. So they co-invest in that regard. So I have seen that. It's when you start utilizing loans, uh, trying to get something done in one's personal name from a lending standpoint and the other, you know, money coming from your IRA, that's where oftentimes you cross that line to go, that 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 transaction you cannot do without causing a problem. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure that we all know how to navigate the waters because we could make we we could talk about this probably for another 30, 40, 50 minutes and we could do a whole masterclass, right? It's not as simple as just know that this is a possibility. This is something that you can do. So you've been sitting on the sidelines making excuses, saying that you don't have enough cash, you don't have enough money. There are different ways that you can structure deals correct, and be able to implement them. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. 